Welcome, hello, and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, enjoy the show. Out. And if you haven't already, get your tickets for the Protector Symposium. The first annual Protector Symposium is taking place in Riverside, California, November 15th and 16th. We've got an all-star lineup of seriously elite trainers, Yosef Badu, Ed Caldrone, and Mike Pannone are all going to be there teaching and instructing us on well, our common goal, how to make good people more dangerous. So no matter what your background is, you're going to learn skills around the one unifying principle of protection. Get your tickets. Uh, spots are going quickly. And remember, you're going to get over $100 worth of value back in different things that you're going to get from our sponsors with your purchase of a ticket. Check the website out, Byron Rogers Motivation, for ticket information and to learn more out. Boom. Hey, what's going down, y'all? Byron Rogers here with another episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle. And as I always say, all the episodes are special, but uh, there's another one I really, really think uh, has got a lot of real world value about this game. It's something that nobody talks about because everybody wants to like just give you all the glory shots, you know, on social media. (laughs) But there's a real thing going down underneath behind the scenes in this EP game. If you, you know, if you're, if you're, if you actually become successful at it. So I've got Kevin Fain with me today. How you doing, Kevin? Good, man. Good, Mr. Rogers. It's a pleasure to be here, man. It's a pleasure. Uh, pleasure, man. I've, I've been uh, watching you for a long time and, and very, very admired that what you do, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to be here, man. Thank you. Man, that's meaningful, man. From another professional, I respect I, that means a lot, my man. That means a whole lot, man. So thank you. Some of y'all may have seen the video my man Fane put out a little while back. If you haven't, go follow him. Check him out on on IG. Uh, And he talks about the reality of the game. uh, And he talks about some reasons for why he's making some changes to his life uh, and the way he's approaching that game. I just want to encourage y'all to go check that video out if you haven't seen it already. When I saw that video, it struck a chord with me because I reached that same choice point, bruh. And I had to do the same thing, bro. Like, so uh, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, And just give him a little sneak peek of kind of what you were talking about uh, in your video, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Basically, it was, you know, explaining more of the transition of, uh, you know, of if you were converting to something else and just the ins and outs and what you were going to get yourself involved with because, um, I, I really think that, uh, you know, back in the day when I first started, you know, there really was no Instagram, you know, there was just Facebook, but nothing was really, 
recorded or, you know, any snapshots of what was going on behind the scenes. It was kind of like a, I felt like kind of like it was kind of like a cult of, um, not a cult, but like it was like an inner circle of uh, of the bodyguard world that nobody really knew about. Nobody really speak to, you didn't really know how to get in. You just had to know somebody that would pull you in. Um, I think people get confused uh, as far as uh, the glamour and everything like that. Um, I think social media kind of saturated it up a little bit. Um, just showing the, the, the glamour, you know, where you're at and, you know, you're in Dubai or you're, you're over here, you're in the five-star hotels, but they don't really know about what's really going on behind the scenes. That's just like a small percentage of really what's going on. Yeah, you're there and everything like that, but uh, the other 99%, you, you know, you're, you're side by side with that client watching his every move. You know what I'm saying? Um, yep, in the shadows, man. Living yeah, that other life. <laughs> you're living that other life, you know, you're living the stressful life of what he's not stressing about anymore. Yeah. Um, this was more to uh, people that had families. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, when we when, when you're in this bodyguard game slash, you know, executive protection, um, mm-hmm. you know, you really don't discuss much of your life, you know, your personal life, because you're living, under, like you said, under the shadows of your client. Yeah. Um, but it does there is a lot of pros and cons on that. Yeah. Um, the pros is what I discussed just earlier. Um, the cons is that, you know, the, the, the time that you're going to be sacrificing that you're never going to get back. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, me as an experience, I sacrificed a lot of time and I missed a lot of things that I would, I can't get back at all that I would never be able to never be able to experience, you know what I'm saying? That I just got to just mm-hmm. own up to it and just deal with it. Yeah. So that was I was pretty much explaining to some of the young guys that was all like just now stepping in, you know, mm-hmm. that may have stepped in with no kids or you know no relationship or anything like that. But if that comes to a point where they get into a relationship, mm-hmm. um, or they end up having a family, having a a, a a child from you know while you're into this game, that you know you're you're going to sacrifice a lot of stuff that you're just not yep. going to get, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you're paid to do. Hopefully you're getting compensated almost hopefully. adequately enough. But the reality is like money, money just ain't as valuable as life. You know what I mean? Like, like it is, just money is nowhere as, is, a, uh, is valuable, valuable to uh, what you're dealing with. Um, and it takes yeah. a minute to see it. Yeah, yeah it, it takes, takes a, a minute for you to like grow up and be like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with me, you know. I was so busy chasing, or as they say, chasing the bag, mm-hmm. um, that I, I was blinded. You know, I felt like if I slowed down, the money would slow down. You you start to find yourself living accustomed to a certain lifestyle. You know, the money mm-hmm. that you're making is, you're making more than a normal at a fast pace. Yep. And then you're comfortable with that. So mm-hmm. you're starting to live a certain lifestyle that you want this certain lifestyle of living. But when things slow down, like if you transition to getting out of it, you got to honest, you know, understand that no, you're not going to be making that money that quick within mm-hmm. 15 days. You're not going to make ten thousand dollars in 15 days because of all the time you're putting in, or I don't know, eight thousand dollars, five. It doesn't matter. Within 52 weeks, you know what I'm saying that you normally yep. don't do with a job that pays you, you know, for your time mm-hmm. and pays you slowly. Right. So that was one thing that I, you know, I had to accept. And, you know, my, mm-hmm. my, you know, my fiance had to explain to me that, you know, it isn't, you, doesn't, you don't always have to be at that high bracket like that. You could always, you know, you got to step back a little bit and then build yourself back up mm-hmm. in another form of another type of career. You can do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 
that's the thing where people get caught in. And that, and what, what we have to understand as young men is there's an apex between quality of life and legacy versus just straight making money. You know what I'm saying? But we, we, we'll get into that in a minute. We get into that. That's like a little, just a little peep. That's what's coming, y'all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? Because you'll blink and your life will be over. You know what I mean? And then it'll be like, yo, and the client's still going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, replace you like it's nothing, like nothing ever happened, man. Oh yeah, and, then, and it'll be. Remember that guy? He was really good. He was like, what was he with you mm-hmm. for nine years? He was a really good, dude. Anyways, bro, and they'll be like, this is your seat. The new dude will be coming in. Yeah, I'm saying, here's your steak Absolutely. and lobster. Yeah. Absolutely. And Absolutely. That's the game. So yeah, man. So okay, at your core, brother, who are you? We get into the psychology question. I like in the man uh, behind the work, you know. The man behind the work, man. Um. I'll tell a little bit about myself, man. I grew up yeah, in a, no. uh, never was in the military, but I grew up in a military background. My father was in the Marines. I think he was in the Marines for about like 12 years. Uh, wow. So I kind of had that, uh, that strict background of how I was raised, how my dad raised me. And then the other next 30 years after that, he was in law enforcement. He was a lieutenant at his department for 30 years. So after that, I being groomed into that type of lifestyle, I've, went to college to pursue, you know, law enforcement, you know, criminal justice. So I got into the criminal justice field. Um, didn't do it for that long. Once I, you know, I got out, I did a police academy. Uh, it wasn't everything what, what I thought it would be. Um, my father did warn me about that. You know, he was straight up honest with me. He was like, listen, it's not what you think it is. You know, it, it's a lot of inside stuff, a lot of politics that I can't tell you about until you get in. And then we can discuss it. I remember that like it was yesterday. So he honored the um, code, even in the house, yeah, he still yeah, honored it. Yeah, I respect you know, that. There's a lot of things that, you know, he went through that, like I said, yeah, he didn't discuss with me till I was sworn in mm-hmm. and I was at my department. That he that things that I didn't understand that he can break down to me finally, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I got into law enforcement for like three and a half years, three and a half mm-hmm. years. Um, the first two, I enjoyed it. The last year and a half, it became like real repetitive. I didn't see myself doing it for 20 years. You know, mm-hmm. I just couldn't see it. I felt like it was something more that I wanted to do. My mindset wasn't on personal protection. That's something that uh came upon me later down in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, fast forward. The core by myself, I, you know, I'm very competitive. Um, I played mm-hmm. sports all my life. Um, okay. I played ball. Um, so I'm very competitive and all about teamwork. You know, so any type of... Uh, if I have me a, a security staff, a security team that I have that I'm monitoring, that I, that, I, uh, that I'm doing the, the uh, supervisor work or whatever, uh, doing that, um, I treat myself as just I'm the same player as, as them. You know, we're all a team. You know, I may be the the quarterback, but we're still on the same team, and we still got to work hand in hand. Yeah. So you know, I'm the type of person I don't never try to like play that lead role. Like, no, no, no. I want us to all be in the field. same pack together. If, we're, if things are going to go down, I'm going to jump in the paint with you. Yeah, yeah. If things go down, I'm going to have to back you up. But um, um, I am all about family. I'm all, all about family. I raised around my family um, almost all my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so family is really a big thing to me. You know, I, you know, I can't, you know, I can't function without them, especially my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the main thing that plays a part as far as my core inner self. Like I, I'm all about family and, 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 and supporting your family and doing everything for them. Awesome. 
Heck yeah. So a family man, an athlete, uh, a teammate, a leader, you know, on the field too, Absolutely. you know, but not, not, not a leader through rank, a leader through action. Yeah. You know Absolutely. I'm the same way, man. Like, all right, cool. We're on this team. I'm going to join hands with you. You know, you're going to see through my words and my deeds, you know, that I'm somebody you can depend on. So someone said it, I just did it, uh, an episode with Tom Kyer. He's a dude who did, who does like, they teach a lot of spec ops dudes knife fighting. He did the tactical advisory for uh, uh, the Hunted movie with Benicio del Toro. It's a bad movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. He was legit, but he said something. He was like, "I want to be a man that other men can, de- other people can depend on." And I was like, "Uh." Hmm. At the basis of what we are, you know, like that really has a lot to do with mass healthy masculinity. It's like you want your family to know they can depend on you. You know, it's like you want your homies to know they can depend on you. It's like anyone I'm on a yeah. team with. I like that one thing. I was like, man, yeah. that simple and like not sexy. But when you really boil down what, you know, guys like us are aiming for, I was like, that mm. was that well, man. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's just, you know, throwing that out there, man. But I, okay. Yeah, that's, cool. like a, yeah, that's like a LeBron type style. Right? Yeah, that's, pretty dope. that's pretty dope. Um. Okay, so then how did you get into protection, my man? It's funny. It's it's real funny, man. Um, Which I I felt like I was kind of backtracking at one point in life. When I got out of law enforcement, I really didn't Mm. know what I wanted to do. I resigned um, off a choice, Mm. uh, not really knowing what I wanted. Um, And that's when it goes back to when I talked about the passion. Once that passion is gone, you're going to find yourself miserable day in and day out. That's you know? so true. And when you don't have that passion, you're not going to work at your fullest. Extent. You're just going to do the bare minimum. Yeah. Um, Die slow. Well, I end up, uh, I didn't know where I was, where I was heading. I, I When I got out of law enforcement, I, I was doing law enforcement in Central Florida. And uh, when I got out, I moved to South Florida just to get a whole new scenery of something new. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point... I went to like the second thing that I thought that was close to what I was training for at one point in my life, which was law enforcement. I got into the security field, which was nothing major. It was, I started off in like a club. This was mm-hmm. like a starting point yep. because that's all I knew at, at one point, far as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there not even, a, not even, not even a year, man. I, I stumbled across this one guy, mm-hmm. this Spanish guy. I, when I went there, I was just to notice that, you know, every time you get there, everybody would cater to him. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a flashy guy. He was young. He was like young like me at that one point. Um, but anyways, due to the fact everybody catered to him, I catered to him as well, but more on a security standpoint. Mm-hmm. He liked the way I moved. Due to the fact he liked the way I moved, you know, he pulled me to the side one time. And this was like the fourth or fifth time that I saw him. Mm-hmm. He pulled me to the side and uh, he was like... Uh, are you able to travel? I said, what do you mean by that? He said, you know, are you able to travel? You got a passport. I was like, no, I don't have a passport, but uh, I can get one. You know, I can expedite or whatever, whatever needs to be done. But I was like, what, what do you, what do you, what do you want me to come with you somewhere? What or? you got, what you got? Yeah, yeah, what you're trying to say. He was like, listen, uh, I like the way you move. I like the way your awareness is. That's one thing I always remember. He was like, yo, your awareness is very well. Yeah. I want you to come meet. I want to have a meeting with you uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. And, um, I want you to meet my boss, the person that I work for. I said, okay, that's cool. I had no clue who this dude was. I had no clue who his boss was. Uh, anyways, the next day come, I come meet him at where he was supposed to be met. 
I walk in and I, I I look up and it was um I don't know if you know him um it's uh Birdman's older brother the one that runs the whole uh cash money the cash money company yeah he's the he's the mastermind of the whole thing Birdman was the what I what 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 I've known now Birdman yeah. is the actual face of the company uh-huh. but brains is his yeah. brother they call him Slim so I came there and it was it was him and I was like yeah. oh I, I was like are you are you Slim? He was like, yeah, you know. So he sat down and we talked and stuff like that, and uh, he wanted me to work for him. So mm-hmm. I agreed on it. But he was like, listen, you got to make a choice tonight. And I had to be working like two hours. Uh-huh. He was like, listen, man, we're going to in three, no, he said, what is this? I think he said in about six hours, we're going to be going to Atlanta. We got to run, we got to make a few runs in Atlanta. I need you to make a decision right now if you can come. I know you got your job and everything, but you this is make classic it. EP right yeah, here, yeah. bro. It's classic fastball like, yeah. right now. Like, oh, you get man, on the jet or like, not, homie? Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, we can. We got to go right now, but you got to let me know. If not, I got to move on to the next guy. I said, yep. like you, man. You seem like the guy for me. This is why I brought you here. But you got to make a uh, choice right now. And I chose. This is like get, this is yeah. like getting jumped in in the EP in the yeah. EP game. Yeah, I mean they, they do this. This is what I tell people because I get a lot of DMs about this. Yeah. How do I get it? How do I get it? I said, man, there's there's no way, there's no application for this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no application for this. It's all about the right timing, and doing the right things and making the right moves, and it will everything will fall into place. I had no plans in my mind yep. that I was going to fall into protection like that, and yep. it became, it became it, yeah, it became to being the best thing that ever happened to me. Even though that it was a an end point for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, it it changed my life as far as everything. But anyways, you know, I, I did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In its season, it was perfect in its season. It was yeah. perfect. You know, it, it happened at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, the money that I was making at Able the time, it quadrupled. The lifestyle. The lifestyle, everything changed. You know, you know, you get your notoriety out. You start being seen. And like I said, this was more, the time that I started, it was more word of mouth when you're seen. You know, Same then, here. you know, everybody, your work yeah, product. Yeah, your there work you go. product goes before you. So everybody's exactly. like, so you get hired on work product. Like somebody peeped me, same thing at a at a bar, you know, bouncing was like, hey, I'm going to show you how to make a lot more money doing what you're doing. Go get these permits. Come back to me. Came back to him. Boom. He put me on. And then I had a day with a client doing my interview in the back of a Bentley. And then boom, it's 60 countries in two years. And just that just continues and continues yeah. until your life gets full. <laughs> you know, yeah. as much as you can, your capacity can handle, you know. Exactly, man. It's normalized exactly, that. Exactly, man. Exactly, man. And um, that, so that, that you know, that was really, yeah, that was a turning point. Yeah. So he pulled okay. you into the game, and then it was your life went from like sixty to like one hundred and twenty miles an hour. And, my, and he told me this one thing I'll never forget. He was like, "Listen, man." And this wasn't Slim. This was the guy, the, the Spanish guy. I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you his name. His name is Chino. Um, okay. Real name is Carlos, but everybody called him Chino in the, in the, in the city. But um, he was like, listen, man, this, this is a lifetime situation for you. He was like, yo, it's hard to get into this, but once you're in, you're in. Mm. Once you're in and you're in the circle, you, you, you're always in that circle. It's, you can never get out. You know, you're always going to be seen. You're always going to be in that circle. And he was like, you're going to start noticing that the, uh, the security in everybody you're going to see the same people. You're not going to see different faces anymore. And this was at the time, like I said, this was before social media when everything got saturated a little bit, you know. Yeah. But, um, and he was right. You know, I was seeing the same faces. And then I was seeing the people that um, 
that are like they call them like OGs that are in the in the bodyguard game now. Mm-hmm. Um, then that's who I was groomed by, man. I was groomed yeah. by some really good, some really good. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Like I didn't come like when I first started, man. I was terrible, man. I was. I was <laughs> We all are, man. Was, like oh, high man. stress, like yeah. high, like like like, cause you don't know what to do. You no, know, like no, man. street I, education. I was, yeah, man. And, and, and the the caliber of the guy that I had yeah. was such a high caliber guy mm-hmm. that you know he could. And and this is I talk like this to be humble. Mm-hmm. He could have picked somebody way more experienced than me, yeah. way more qualifications at that time, but. He saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself at that point. You know, mm-hmm. I did. Now I do. You know, mm-hmm. he saw something. And um, once once I I got in and stuff, and like I said, I was I was kind of like little green doing things. Like I was too close to him when he was talking too business, too personal yeah. with yeah. another person. Like yo, yo, you're too close. You got to back up a little bit, man. You this can't, is such you know, good. Yep. You, know, you got to know when to listen and when to show that you're not back. listening. Exactly, man. I mean, man, this is gold. I, I hope these cats are taking notes on this. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, man. And um, I, I'm going to say uh, there's two names of two guys that, that when I got in that kind of put me under their wing and trained me and showed me the whole ropes mm. for like, man, I don't know, man, like a year and a half straight. I was, we were side by side. Yeah. Uh, there was two guys that were from West Africa and their training there was so different and their right. style their, their, their militant style was so different from over here in America and I'm not saying that style was better and I'm not going to say we were better but yeah. in that type of field at that time I learned so much and moved, I moved so different mm. that kind of mm. elevated me more than these bodyguards that are out now mm. that didn't have that type of style of training and then, like I said mm. it was two guys from uh, from West Africa one guy named was Badu, mm-hmm. and there was another guy named Abdul. And, uh, now, you know, once we pose this out, and I'm going to send them a shout-out, man, because yeah. I, I still okay. thank them to this day for uh, for, for putting me on their win, because yeah. you know how cutthroat this game is. Sometimes, you know, They'll let you it's dive, each man bro. for their own. Yeah, yep. it's each man for their own. They win for the <laughs> next man to, to, to lose their step, yep. and then they move forward. But and then boom, yeah. Yeah, they put me under their wing, man, and they showed me the ropes to – Till I became golden, man. Till I was able to walk on my own feet, man. And then after that, man, I just use those same tactics. And you know, as as you get older and as you get more experience, you know, you start picking up your own little tricks of the trade. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's how it went, man. And the old heads too, like like the ones that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. It's funny because they'll like sit back and watch you first. You know what I mean? And that yeah. that thing that kind of I think what it is, especially even for me when I'm looking for a dude, I'm looking for a good engine like a good work ethic, like a good, you know, heart basically as best I can see it, but an empty cup, a dude who's humble enough to learn. Like if he's got those two things, if he's got that drive, that work ethic, he's hungry. He's got that natural sense of awareness and intelligence. But then when I talk to him, he's got an empty cup and he's like, all right, cool. Like, what do you think? How should I do that? He's able to be taught. Then that's the dude I'll invest in. You know what I mean? And like, they'll sit back and watch you for a little bit. <laughs> and then if they see that you have that, they, you know, then they'll bring you under their wing, you know, give you like Absolutely. one little piece of instruction and see what you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, um, even when I started to, at one point, you know, at one point I started running my own company, I used those same tactics. You know, yeah. I had got one, one guy that I knew that had a lot of potential and he was, you know, he was, I want to say he was fresh in the game, you know, but he already had clients, you know, he worked with companies before and stuff like that. 
But um, I knew that he wasn't getting enough exposure. And I just saw something in him that was very, very, you know, he had a lot of talent. You know, he had a strong military background and stuff like that. And um, mm-hmm. um, uh, when I went on, uh, when I started, I had my first tour with my company. He was the first person I brought along, you know. And same thing what you said with that empty cup. You know, he, he understood the, uh, you know, the chain of command. I guess it's something, that's, I think that's just a, that's a military thing. You know, military slash law enforcement thing. When you get people that comes into that background, they understand whether, you know, out of respect, the first in command, the the second in command, the whole chain of command. They understand the steps to go by, which a lot of people, and I'm not saying everybody, but there's a a big majority of people in this industry that doesn't understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't, even if they have that, it it could be a point where one person has, like, I can have my company, but I'm running the tour with my security team. I can hire a guy that he has his own company too, but he still understands that. Exactly. He still understands that line. Yeah. Exactly. Treat this client like it's your home, like it's your friend's wife. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. like that's it. You know, like I'm just going to render a professional service here from my homie. Yeah. I mean, this is not mine and that's all it is, you know, and, exactly. and you do this and I can bring him in on something good I have and we just work. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. good stuff, man. What would you say if you were summing up like, you know, in your experience, what was the protection game all about? Yeah, I mean, like, if there was one thing you were like, you know what this is about, what would you say you walked away with understanding through your experiences? Like, what's protection uh, about? Yeah, you know I mean, well, uh, I feel like protection is about, in regards to clients, it's about a, a peace of mind. Um, they're, I feel like they're paying you for a peace of mind on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, you bring all their stress is rung upon you. Mm-hmm. to make them more clear-minded. That's what I've, I've noticed. And, and it was not so much with, uh, I think it was more of the corporate clients, the more of the executive guys that I've, I've kind of learned more from than um, the artists, the young okay. artists. Uh, I noticed that they were paying me more just for their peace of mind. I've had clients to where, uh, you know, when you have an artist, you know, when you go into clubs or whatever, I remember just, they want you close. They want you close to them. That's their peace of mind because they know that they know that you're behind them or they know that they're by side by side with them, and you know that you know, you're just there to confront any type of confrontation. But what I had this one client, um, I know I, with him it was a little bit different. I remember he, he was a corporate guy. Um, I kind of found myself like I was a. I was, he had me driving his cars. You know, the, you know he was kind of having me chauffeur him around. He actually even made a, a built a, a office in his business for me you okay. know what i'm saying oh but what okay. yeah man yeah that was the i think that was the height of my career yeah but with him what i noticed when, when i would go out with him he didn't want me close he said i just want you he was like listen i'm gonna be at this table i'm gonna buy these bottles yep i want you across the club by the bar but i want you to see me watch i don't want nobody to know that mm-hmm. yeah i want you to watch me so i don't want nobody to know that i have a bodyguard i don't want them to know that how important i i maybe am I want to be just blending in with everybody. Now, if you see any type of commotion, you'll get Make the hint. Come, yeah. And that's all we did. We did the same motion. Even when I we would go like that, man. Oh, man. I call was, it ghosting the client, man, when you're just oh, ghosting, man. you know, and you Yo, can do your I own remember, thing and you're on Overwatch. And corporate man, clients really like that. Yes, man. They're very, they're very low key. You know, they don't want no scenery. Um, even when we would travel, um, he would go and, for example, we would go to New York. He, we mm. would, you know, he would walk, you know, along uh, Manhattan 
And I would literally be like, he would, it can be with, you know, another friend of his, you know, another mm-hmm. business partner, they're talking business or whatever. But I would be like a block away, walking, mm-hmm. keeping them at the eyesight. I would always keep like a block distance and I'll be across the street so I can see him at an angle mm-hmm. and see which route he's going and stuff like that. Um, that was, that working with him, I learned more with him as far as, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the strategies of, 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 of of doing protection on a different type of level, um, uh, planning, um, build, you know, and it's, it built a lot of structure. A lot of EP. Personally. Yeah. It built yeah. a lot of structure with me, but, um, that's, that's, that's a lot of things that I've learned. That's, that's really what yeah. I've learned. through this thing. Yeah, no, I love that, man. And that's kind of the difference in the clientele too, you know, like the, the acting and singing talent, you know, a lot of it's about just making sure it's a lot of close protection. You know what I mean? And yeah. then, with the corporate, they're managing perception, you know, uh, and especially nowadays where things are more PC, it's not cool to have, you know, you want to act like people want to act like they don't need protection. You know what I mean, like for brand yeah. equity. And uh, so, you know, you find yourself ghosting the client a little more often, which I, I love those days when it's just like, hey, you know, I'm moving this way. Just stay off yeah. me. And we're good. And it's good to have the rapport with your client to know that they're not like, it's not that they don't want you around. It's just like yeah, this yeah. Is business today. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll be back here. Absolutely. You know, I might even pull my cell phone out just like, so I look like not a weirdo and mm-hmm. I'll here if anything happens, which yeah, man, those, those are good days. Um, heck yeah. Uh, so let's see. Tactical background is law enforcement. And then you just learn from the game. Uh, yeah. Jump right in the paint, man. Um, yeah. It was uh, it was a big difference. It had some similarities, you know. You know, as far as the training, had you know a little bit of the law enforcement side. Uh, mm-hmm. Always, um, I always grant the, the 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 military a little bit better, far as even though I wasn't in it, but far as um, mm-hmm. me seeing how the people that were in the military, how they moved with their clients, mm-hmm. I see they moved a lot, a lot more smoother mm-hmm. with their clients than someone that was more into law enforcement. So I would find myself, even though I have a law enforcement background, but I would find mm-hmm. myself uh, paying attention and, and, you know, learning more, mm-hmm. you know, from the actual people that were in the military, you know, seeing how they move and like, okay, damn, they move a little bit. Okay. Why yeah. do they move like that? Let me see why they move like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. Uh, I think, a lot of that is just, that's kind of part, like, dude, we d- would just drill CQB exactly. all day, every day. <laughs> like, it was like, you got a exactly. couple basic functions, help me. We're going to be clearing 20 some cities in the next couple months. And so you just get into this flow mindset, you know what I'm saying? And so that's like, for me too, man, I say like, I love it when I get other military dudes because we can just get into flow. Like we just know to maintain that 360 and to flow in and out of it. Um mm-hmm. So that's and it and it's interesting, but EP has its own finesse requirements. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's a lot of whether it's like a law enforcement or military or military background, you gotta respect the EP finesse. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if you come yeah. in yeah. trying to be any of those things, you ain't gonna make it. <laughs> you know, looking at you like, whoa. Yeah, you gotta find that gray area right yeah, away. Yeah, man, that gray area right. is exactly what it is. And for us, it's more. I feel like sometimes. Being a bigger black dude, like being gray is like 
almost impossible. Like I have to use my own, uh, the things that come with this in order to leverage it. Like, you know, so I just got to like, I, I, I just find that like, you know, it's not as easy for me to disappear in a room as it is for other dudes that are like, have a more inconspicuous profile. So I have to play to that and accept it for what it is. Yeah, I mean, and then, so when I walk in the room and people should pay attention, if, I'm, if, if you're in a room with a bigger, stronger human than you, or like somebody that, yeah, you know I mean, you should be paying attention. So it ain't their fault. It ain't like no racist thing going on. You know what I mean, it's exactly. It's it's human. It's social dynamics. You know, so you got to play to your strengths. How did you do with that? You know. Well, I, you know, like I said, there there are a lot of pros and cons towards um your size. Mm-hmm. I've had clients that uh, well, I'm not gonna say clients, potential clients mm-hmm. that um that I didn't, I didn't, they didn't want my service due to the fact I was too big. Like yep. you said, mm-hmm. too noticeable. They wanted to blend in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had clients that, I, that I've gotten because they were looking for that big guy. Now, I'm yep. going to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, and this is the part that I didn't like, you know, cause, and this is why actually, you know, I, I started cutting down weight at one point because I was like, when I was deep in the game at my peak, I was like 280 something, you know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> too big, too big. But now I'm like 265, 270, you know. Uh-huh. But the thing about it is, um, I'm noticing that the the artists, like celebrity, you know, the celebrity artists and everything like that, they're more into the uh, the music. They want the biggest guy you can get. Now, they want the, the nine, you know, the biggest guy you can have. But what I notice with these executive guys, they want the guys that can blend in. So true. And it, and I hope you you know I hope some of these guys listen to this because I think some of them get kind of confused because I get a lot of DMs about you know I want to get my size up in this so I can be in the game and I keep telling them, listen man. When you do that, you're going to limit yourself, you know, because yep. everybody doesn't want that. But the people that they see on Instagram is the big the guys. boys. Yep. You know, those are the ones with a lot of followers. You know, those are the ones that get all the attention. School. So that's the image that they see. They don't notice that, you know, I don't know at this point, but I remember seeing, um, I don't remember, what is Kim Kardashian's sister, uh, sister. I, I forgot her husband's name. I know they had that reality show, but I remember they had this one small guy. You didn't even know. I thought he was just a part of the entourage, but yeah. he was actually the bodyguard. You can tell by the way he was moving a little bit, but he was just yeah. flowing with the people that, you know, and that, you know, he blended in perfectly because I couldn't figure out who he was. And I remember seeing him at the, uh, I think it was the iHeart Awards or something at one point. Uh, I don't know. It was like back in 2011 or something like that. But, uh, that's when I started acknowledging, like, oh, man, it's not all about the size. That that's what I thought coming in. Yeah. You know, I thought that's yeah. what it was. Like, oh, the bigger you are, the more clients you're going to pick up. No, that's not the case at all. Yeah, especially all. nowadays, man. And it, 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 it basically corners you into a client demographic. You know, it's it's like you might get, like, your oil money dudes kind of like it sometimes, depending on which which mm-hmm. – you know, the, the royal family sometimes depend on what they're into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're acting and singing talent. And they need people movers. You know what I mean? Because they're going to be mm-hmm. dealing with the crowds and the mobs. But then when you exactly. have your CEOs and royal uh, – your CEOs and people like that, you know, a lot of it is just like they don't want no attention. No one knows who they are. So mm-hmm. you walking in with them is going to draw more attention. And it's like mm-hmm. they want to kind of stay off grid, stay off radar. And if something happens, they need an efficient and effective person to deal with it. You know, and that's really what they're looking for. That's their whole thing. You know, you're a necessary evil anyway. Uh, so it's I'm really glad we talked about this because a lot of dudes be thinking like, I want to get bigger and bigger. I'm lucky. because The biggest I ever got was like 260 something. It was too big for me, bro. Like, <laughs> I remember being like, <gasps> it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> In, you know? those crowds, in the crowd, man, it was, uh, 
Uh, right? And I'm sweating for no reason, you know. Oh, I'm back down to like 230 right now. And that's like a good, efficient, effective, you know. And I fought in, 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 in Iraq at like 200. So like, you know, I can still run and fight and carry things in trash. And I remember... I get, and this will happen to you too. I remember this is, we're getting into some real stuff here, man. I don't think I even talked, told this story on, on air yet, but I remember one of my, my very first detail. I'm 21. I got out of the Marine Corps. I'm making six figures at 21. Just got after, after my Marine Corps paycheck. Y'all know what them joints was like, right? Yeah. Went yeah. to war for one of them paychecks, you know, twice. <laughs> and then I'm sitting here and my client's like, yo, you, you're doing good. I like the way you move. You look good. And they're like, but you're the smallest dude on my detail. <laughs> and I'm like, and he's like, I gave about, I gave about two weeks, to, uh, two months to gain 20 pounds. You know what I'm saying? So I got after it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah, for me, yeah. that was like time to get bigger. And I did, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. but that's what that client wanted. And, uh, I ran into the same things, you know, some clients loved it. Some clients didn't like, didn't like it. Uh, you might feel pressure to do it. Um, the good thing about it is you can change your body. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you need yeah. to. You can. You can. But, oh, you know, it's a brand, too, and brands stick. It, 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 it is a brand, man. And, you know, I tell people, like, man, you, wherever you feel comfortable with, where you feel like you can move, if you get yourself in a situation where you get too big, where you just want to look at image, but when shit hits the fans, you can't carry that load. You can't carry that load because you're not used to work. Uh, Working at that load. Fighting on that type of load. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not going to work, man. Because when I was 290, yeah, when we were jumping in the crowds, yeah, the crowd moved when I got through there. Yeah, I can push the crowds and stuff like that. But when it was time to get down and dirty, mm. you know, you're only going to be able to throw a couple of blows before you start huffing and puffing. And that's yep. something that I was like, no, nah, this ain't going to happen again, man. And, it's, and you're dealing with an ocean of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fighting yeah. the current. Literally fighting the fighting current, the current. Exactly. It's, so. it's, it's, it's a battle, man. Yeah, yeah man. And, and so, yeah, so that... Size isn't everything, y'all. It really is marketing yourself and what demographics you want to go after. And, uh, you know, I think there's a place for almost every anybody in whatever demographic you're going after. But there are demographics that prefer certain things for various reasons. Um, so, yeah, man, how would you? So you got to go deep into celebrity protection, uh, celebrity protection, talent you know, acting, singing, talent, probably, I know for sure, musical talent. How would you describe that world if you were going to, from the inside oh, out? From the inside out, I, I want to get, I want to say it came from two different, it was two different worlds, honestly, mm-hmm. because I've had a client, well, that's not counting executive, this is just counting the, you know, celebrity, you know, the, Artists the, gl- the like glamour that. shots. Yeah, I mean, everyone 90% of my clients, it was, the experience I had was, it was very mechanical. Um, mm-hmm. I remember just, uh, you don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. You do your job, you know, you do it very play well. Position. Play your position and you just keep it moving. You don't voice your opinion. Even though you know that this client is going to be making the wrong move, you just position yourself still to protect that person by any means, whether you got to take the blow or whatever, whatever I was. You're um, right. <laughs> exactly. The other aspect I had, which was something that I wasn't used to, and this was the last major client that I had. He put it, he put me in a position, he put me in a position to win, you know, and this mm. is something that I never experienced that. Uh, and this is, yeah, it was very priceless because it was, uh, 
this what made it harder to let go of uh, of my career. Um, he put me in positions that I was able to voice my opinion, which is very rare. Ultra rare, bro. Yeah, and you got to work for that equity. I got one client. I've been knowing him for over a decade. He's finally like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "Really? (laughs) Really not?" And you, you know, you're not even prepared when they say that. It's like, "Yo, I wasn't wasn't ready." (laughs) Oh, oh, well. You know, he put me in positions to win because he knew that. Honestly, you know, my one stop to being in. personal protection wasn't my last stop i had other goals and other dreams that i wanted to accomplish and i can discuss that too as well um mm-hmm. as i was a kid i always wanted to be in acting you know mm-hmm. i always wanted to be in acting I, I loved you know movies and watching certain actors and stuff and how they change their roles in different movies and stuff like that. so i was very into that due to the fact that this this one client knew that mm-hmm. he was putting me in positions to get roles because he had that power to do that awesome. and he put it I never experienced that. And, you know, and you, and he put me in situations where I was in certain circles that if I wasn't in this industry, I would never, there would be no way no possible exposure. for me to get into, you know? Um, I am very appreciative because I did get to travel world, travel the world mm-hmm. numerous times on someone else's expense that I know that I will, at this moment is, it would be kind of impossible to do to travel the entire world, hit every, every country, every continent, you know, and have a story to tell, you know, um, that is what I'm very appreciative. But yeah, far as that world, you know, yeah, having the opportunity to be able to reach out to other, uh, other things that I thought I would never be able to get to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that was it. Outstanding. What would you say the hardest things you learned from executive protection were hardest lessons? Complacency is very is a very critical is a very critical lesson. Mm-hmm. One situation where I, you know this refers back to what we just talked about to the two different style of clients that I've had, where you had to not say nothing, you do your job, and that's it. Play that kept playing your position. That playing that position kept me on point. Yep, hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't know what that client was thinking. I didn't know if that client was like, yo, I'm trying to get rid of this guy. These guys not doing You're constantly trying to stay on your P's and Q's. Yeah, speak now, on that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that part kept me on point. Now, um, when I talked about the other client that gave me all these options, he kind of gave me a more of a relaxing role. He kind of treated me more as, uh, not more, but he treated me, started treating me as a friend. You know, and that's one thing that I tell these uh, future EPs to these day. They need to be careful with that because I see a lot of people on Instagram that are playing that friendly role. And I'm yeah, trying to tell you, that is going to put you in a relaxed, you're going to get really complacent and that's when you get replaced. And I've yep. seen people think that they, you know, that, oh, this that is they got boy, it. You know, this client, yeah. As soon as they do that one screw up that, that humiliates that client, he gets rid of you like nothing ever happened. Boom. He keeps it moving. Keep yep. it moving. And you thought you had that bond with them that you thought you had, and it's not even there, you know? It's business. And that's one people, yeah. So that's one thing, and I thought that was uh, very, uh, it was really careful. It's really scary that I had to, uh, mm-hmm. sorry about that. Something that I had to uh, be careful about mm-hmm. was, was that situation. Like, hey, don't get too comfortable. I know this guy's opening all these doors for you. 
y'all having deep conversations, personal mm-hmm. conversations behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Don't get out of character where you don't realize like you. I still work for you. Hey, this is still my job. This yeah. is still the role that I have to do. You know, mm-hmm. you need to separate that. You know, man, but yeah. that's huge, bro. Because it, and it's so true. Because even if they, even if they allow that level of intimacy with you, uh, yeah. if you don't make sure, like I, even when a client is being like that with me because like i'm with them everywhere behind all closed doors i'm seeing family stuff i'm seeing the tax attacks i'm seeing the the everything happening yeah i mean um i've found that they even respect you more when you can Mm -hmm. move in and out of that space but you can always be like hey you know i'm saying you're my retainer i'm here offering you a valuable service and you respect that professional relationship the second you don't respect that professional relationship and you think you're blooded or you think you're on the will or you think, you know, this is something more than business. Boom, you injure the relationship. And, it, you know, I the, the, the clients that I've been able to become closer with have been those clients where over time they've seen that, like, no matter what, I'm going to honor you as an employer. You know what I'm saying? And then they feel safe enough to really be more, you know, humane with you or whatever. But, like, the guys that start thinking they're entitled to anything beyond just the business relationship – it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work. And the way I have always said it, and I don't know if this is uh, the best way to say it, but I say it's like trying to have like a friend lion because the lion might be nice to you one day. He might be cool. Like he might be petting him and everything. But if you, the day you forget that that's a lion, you're done. You're done. There you go. There um, you go. And there you go. And then this whole getting close to your client thing, yeah, it's very seductive to have powerful people love love you, care about you, think you're a friend. It's ultra seductive, you know. But at the same time, you got to think, does this person want to be like thinking about my feelings on a daily basis and like wanting to treat me well because we supposedly have this pseudo friendship? Or do you mm-hmm. want to be like, yo, I can just be straight up with Byron. He's my employee. I got all this other crazy stuff going on in my billionaire world. And this is just a dude I can just be straight with because he works for me. Like, they don't need another person that they need to be considerate of and do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, it's hard to articulate. It really is. But, you know, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we're getting that across because once you get friends, it's a whole nother game, a whole nother game. And friends come and go like this. Yeah. Position as, as as this job, he needs someone there. So if you do that there, there's stability. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, and that, that's one thing that I, you know, I'm very appreciative. I got to see different aspects for yeah. having a client and stuff. But I started out with that one client. Mm-hmm. Don't talk. Don't say nothing. Don't even, if you got a question, you go to my assistant. Don't talk to me. You know, I follow those same rules, you know, and it's got me this far. And I'm telling you guys, man, it's, you keep doing that closeness. You know, just like you said, it's, it's not going to work too long. It's the, truth. it's the truth. In fact, the far, the more you can keep that professional buffer, the safer you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And them clients yeah. that try to pull you in, you got to really be careful about how you deal with it, you know? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, exactly. it can get you killed. What would you say your proudest moments? We're about to switch gears, but what would you say your proudest moments in executive protection were? Uh, proudest moments I want to say is, um, I don't want to say uh, I mastered the game or anything like that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, once I had got a load of experience uh, when I was able to start my own company, you know, I was very, very afraid 
you know, of selling and, you know, not doing it the right way and um, not pay, not being able to pay my employees if this client doesn't pay and all that stuff like that. But I think that was a very, that was a very positive moment of my career when I started, even though, you know, I decided to, you know, hang it up, you know, don't do it full time no more. But that was a huge accomplishment for me. I mean, that was a huge accomplishment to me because I, I see a lot of people to this day, you know, they feel that they always have to have that boss up under them. They feel like you know, they, I need somebody to, to 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 tell me what to do so I can move the right way. I don't feel comfortable moving by myself. There's a there's a there's one guy that you know I feel that he has all the tools and everything like that to to be a boss. I feel like he just doesn't push himself to that point where to be that boss. You know. Yeah. You know, it's for some people and some people, it's, you know, and it's not for, for everybody. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was that was the that was a true. That was the inspiration of my the big moment. Of, yeah, the big. Yeah. Of when I had my own company and stuff like that. So that was that was a huge accomplishment for me. Outstanding, man. No, I dig it. There's something that for me that's special about going from taking care of myself to being able to have enough professional equity to employ other people and help them also win and feed their families. It's like an amazing feeling for me. Yeah. 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 Actually it was, it was when I did my first tour and, um, uh, like I said, this one guy, that he actually believed in my company just as much as I believed in him. And that, that was, mm-hmm. it was that was a great thing because, you know, when you first start your yeah. company, everybody doesn't, they kind of hesitate. I'm like, well, you know, how I know that you're going to be able to pay me? And, you know, what mm-hmm. what, what experiences do you have by having a company? You know, everybody's not going to go out mm-hmm. and jump on a limb and leave their families. And, you know, you got them in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, and they, they, they're depending on you, you know, to pay them. But um, yeah. I had this one guy that, uh, you know, he believed in my company, man. And by him believing, and, and it motivates you, man. <laughs> it motivated me, and then it motivated others to want to join. Yeah, you know, and that's how I started building the team and everything like that. So yeah. that was that was that was something that was very big. That was very big. You got to have your generals, man. You got to have your generals. You got to have your, oh. your 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 sergeants. You got to have them. That's what's up. Now you know for the transition. Why the change? What is the change? Uh, what prompted? What what what? experiential information prompted this a shift and then what is the shift what made the shift was like like i said before um i wanted to be more intimate with my kids i wanted to be that person that i can sit there and uh um, take them to play football you know i wanted to experience that i wanted to experience you know being able to i was never able to take my fiance out because i was always gone mm-hmm. you know when you're out of sight and out of mind moment yeah. you know <laughs> You're out of sight now. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful with that, you know. And I, I just wanted to experience the relationship life because I felt like I didn't live it for the last eight years with my kids either. You know, mm-hmm. the family life. Um EP the transition take, Yeah. Yeah. You can take the all transition, that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. The <laughs> transition is uh and and this reflects back onto the passion. Like I said, I've I've worked out for so many years, like since I was fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that that was a passion that I did have. Um, I'm not saying that I'm here to try to be a trainer, mm-hmm. but what I want to do is be more of, of, of an influencer, especially on the social media platform, because, you know, uh, fitness is really trending right now. Big, mm-hmm. big in the uh, social media industry. And um, I, always, I always had that platform mm-hmm. of uh, 
the fitness side because I'm always showing that I'm working out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have yeah. a good size. I have a good physique and all that stuff like that. So people would always on the fitness, uh, the fitness um, industry would be watching. And I never knew that until that whole platform of, of, of Instagram turned into the business accounts where you can see what demographics, who's following you and what type of regions is following you and stuff like that. So what I did was I, I, I would study and I was like, okay, I would have like these weird countries follow me that I'm like, man, I, I never even, you know, I don't know why. Yeah, like I, I have no connection. Never, never, what's, what is yeah, my connection would, to them? And I would, <laughs> it'd be like Brazil and Rio El Janeiro. I'm like, okay, that's with Sao Paulo. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's different. So what I did is I researched. I was like, yo, what, what is it that I may have that's connecting with them? Mm-hmm. You know, that was, that was my task. I was like, I want to see what is connecting to this region over here. That, what, what do I have? So it, it happened to be fitness. They're really big on fitness. Um, um, I noticed that uh, I, I guess the the males down there are like they're really big on fitness and they got yeah. really big size guys. Mm-hmm. So I guess by my size and everything like that, I don't know if it's the tattoos. I don't know, they're but they're really big on my fitness and I have a really big following down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started just following, you know, going with the trend of the fitness, and it just started elevating. I noticed it started elevating more than me being in, 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 in the, you know, the Maybe. personal protection, you know, getting clients. Cause I was getting clients. I had my little strategy of how I would get my clients through social media, mm-hmm. but then I started doing it the same way as in fitness, but it became even more strong. It became more powerful. I'm like, yo, I'm getting all these, these, uh, what do they call it? Uh, you know, when you hashtag things, you get these people streaming, they're, they're watching your, everything that you're doing. I forgot is, I don't know. I forgot what they call it. There's a term for but, um, okay. Yeah. And they started following and, you know, I'm started getting all these followers from the fitness field. Um, okay. Now I'm starting to get all these sponsors. Like, I, yeah. you know, I just got a sponsor for BPI sports. Now I just got another sponsor from, uh, uh anabolic outlaws. Mm-hmm. Um, that's over there in the uh, Tampa area that they're coming down actually tomorrow uh, for us to meet up and talk business and stuff. So it's outstanding. It ended up being a whole nother Avenue. Um, but as that's growing, um, you know, right now, you know, I'm stable. I'm home. I'm not traveling, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, you know, I am. I'm a supervisor at, a, at this one club. Yeah. That's very smooth. The pay is good. You know, I have my guys. You know, I can run it. It's on South Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything is going smooth, man. Everything is going to the way I like it. Everything is coming into play. The first year... That I got out, it was tough. I'm not gonna lie to you. That that, oh, yeah. that withdrawal, that withdrawal from what you've been doing for so many years, and yeah. you know, you're not the flowing. That, 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 the oh glamour. man, being the, the man, glamour, yeah, <laughs> being the man, being in that spotlight, you know, yep. it's, it it's, it was it was huge, man. But you know what? You know, when when I left my last client, you know, mm-hmm. I trained these two guys that I, I put on him. That I felt like that was my accomplishment. Because yeah, I train these legacy. guys, yeah, I train these guys, and they, you know, they're doing very well with this, this last client that I had. Beautiful. Like I feel like I, I put a footprint, but I, I when I left, it put it to where like I never left. You know, mm-hmm. they they follow the same path and the strategy that I was doing. You know, but um, yeah. that, that that was something that was very big for me. That's yeah. huge, man, to be able to have that legacy and set that down like that. Um, so one thing I want to really help everyone understand is, uh. Man, there's so much good stuff here. 
there's the reality of the game. There's yes, you have access. Yes, you're 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 living life at 120, 150 miles an hour. But the cost of this is your personal life. You are paying for this. <laughs> you're getting money. You're having yeah. victory. You're having these amazing experiences in other countries. You're eating the food. You got, you know, all this access. You're living the life, but you are spending your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you need to know what's important to you. And you need to know what's going to be important to you in 10 years. Because, my man, you're spending your life. Yeah, you know I'm saying? I don't know. I don't, what do you think about that? I, I agree 100%. Um, there's one thing that I, I, I believe. I don't, due to the fact that this industry is 150 miles an hour pace that you're yeah. moving. And holidays? Yeah. I've spent holidays with clients, <laughs> FaceTime my family, and, you know, while they're doing opening Christmas presents, it's terrible. <laughs> like, I've spent yeah. holidays in the back yeah. of in the back of, in the yeah, back of the Chase Vehicle Park outside. <laughs> I don't even miss anniversaries and birthdays. I miss all kind of stuff. Yeah, you don't even but flinch when, after a while. You know what I mean? No, you just become, become numb to it. But when your family starts to become numb to it, that's mm. when you got to worry about it. That's what woke me up. When my, Get up. my Get kids up. would always cry when I would leave. When my kids stopped crying, like it was an everyday routine, mm-hmm. that's when I knew it was a problem. Okay. When my when my wife wasn't missing me, she was acting like it was a regular routine, that's when it was a problem. That's when I realized, like, okay, now they're becoming numb to this. You know? mm-hmm. They become there's no there's no feelings in the back anymore. You know, and I didn't want my kids or my fiance to feel like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want to stress this, I could be wrong, but this is just this is just how I feel. Yeah. From my experience, and this is from how I feel for what I've seen people in the future. I feel that there's no, due to the fact that you're going at this fast pace and you're making this fast money, I don't feel like there's a retirement to this. What I want to tell people is set yourself up, structure yourself for something else. Do not look at this as being a retirement plan. Yeah. This is yeah. putting on this platform. You cannot be on this platform just like these artists are not put on that platform forever. Mm-hmm. They're going to be on that platform for a certain amount of time, and then after a while, they're going to depreciate. Yep. And then the next yep. person is going to be up in front. And I think it's the same way. Yo, as you're getting older, it's going to be a bit, it's only going to be a matter of time before you're and too you're old and you know, you're competing with these younger guys, and they're going to put you up on that. They're going to put you, you're going to be in a trophy that they're going to put up on that shelf to sit there and collect dust. You're yep. too old. You know, I got to go to this young guy, you know. Yep. And that's one thing I always say to my mind. I was like, yo, I don't want to get be in this game too old still trying to keep up with these young guys. You know, and, they, and the game strategy. is exactly and this game constantly evolves. I've noticed that. Quick. Every five years it evolves to another style of a of, of a bodyguard work that people yep. need to understand. It's hard to keep up with it. Yeah. You know, I've never been a social media guy. I'm not that person that's gonna, you know, take these Kodak pictures with my client and stuff like that, but that's yeah, the yeah, way yeah. this game has evolved, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna be like that, you know, and if you don't keep up with the but the game is going to leave you behind because that's mm-hmm. the way of people want to see, okay, this is what this guy does. Let me see what t- let me, I need proof that you've been doing this work. And this mm-hmm. is where, where these, uh, these bodyguards, this is where they come out of character and they start taking these pictures with these clients. Now you can take a, you can, you some clients might be cool with it, but other clients, clients are sitting there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot of clients are cool with it, okay. but it still doesn't look good on our part. You know, yeah. it doesn't look good on our part. Um, especially for the old school 
And I, honestly, I consider myself old an guard. old school guy. But that's what I was trained by. I was mm-hmm. trained by the old school way. Mm-hmm. Um, pictures that you see me in with clients, those are pictures that were captured by photographers. The public. You know, They're public in, domain. In the, movement of, the public domain in the movement of working. Mm-hmm. Not no yeah. stop and go, you know, none of that. You know, and that's one thing I tell people. And everybody that I train, I was like, listen, do not take any pictures. Don't ask for no pictures. If you get caught up in the moment, you get caught up in the movement of you working and they catch you, capture one, they capture one for you and you, I don't know, you find it on Instagram somehow, yes, you post that. You can post that to sell yourself because mm-hmm. that's the way it works now. Yeah. You got to sell your brand some way. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to show now that you're working. It's not like yeah. back in the day where it's a word of mouth. Not That doesn't right, work. It's a silent mouth. professional. Yeah, for me on the picture thing, yeah, I won't post anything with a client. Uh, that's good. That's just a personal thing, you know, just because I've seen it go bad. I've seen it go bad because I got these certain high level clients that are just like frown on it. Then, you know, if you commingle your brands, then something happens with your client's brand. You're married to that in the public perception. Something happens mm-hmm. to your brand. It can affect your client because you're married to them in the public perception. So I always try to keep that and sell myself just showing the equity of what I do. Yeah, you know I mean, like this is me rolling, doing this. Now, what client is this? What jet is this that we chartered? You're never going to know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but here's me doing the deed, you know, and that's yeah. kind of how I walk that middle line. It's a dance, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, now you said a lot of really good things, man. This is, this is, this is good stuff for everybody, man. Would you go back? Okay. Hold up before I forget my train of thought though. This you gotta build in an exit strategy, y'all. It's so good. It's church because I have had multiple old heads tell me it. I've watched it like what you're talking about with the seasons and the in vogue type of agent change. You got plucked during a certain season when it was a certain type of agent, what was hot. Now things are shifting and moving as they always do. Yeah, I mean, but I've had my mentors even look at me and be like, Byron, you don't wanna be hustling in this game when you get to be my age figure out your exit strategy and i remember being like 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 it like it struck me in my heart you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like, dude i love and respect look me dead my eyeball sockets and be like you don't want to be hustling when you're at this age and i remember being like yo i gotta build it i gotta do i gotta fit and then i hear my father being like you gotta be smart son yeah i mean like like i'm thinking like this because the reality is you don't want to be on tour you know when your knees are hurt when you're old dealing with all these stupid like people mm-hmm. being crazy and it being hectic and like, you know what I mean? You don't want to be like sitting in the chase vehicle and, and out on the streets when you get to a certain age, you know what I mean? Putting in these mm-hmm. crazy hours, spending your holidays, you know, in chase vehicles outside of people's houses and like in the guest bedroom with, with a whole house mansion full of people that ain't your people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly, like, exactly you know, man. I mean, it's a young man's game to a certain extent. It is a young man's game, and you know, and that's why I said by me hitting my listen, man, I hit my hit my mid thirties. So now I'm gonna speak of my age now. Me hitting my mid thirties, man, I I started coming to a point, you know, man, I, you know, life. The people that I was working for, I was like, man, these guys are like 21. You know, their whole lifestyle was just different. And, you know, I became more calm, more subtle. You know, maybe if I was 21, and those are the guys that I trained to put on. They were like 23 years old. They had no kids. You know, like, this is the guys for you, man. These are the guys for you. You know, you know, I didn't leave, I didn't leave him high and dry. I'll say, yo, Good. train these guys, mm-hmm. get them groomed up for you. You know, these are the guys for you. These guys will be here for you for you every moment. They don't have, you know, besides their, you know, their mother and their cousin stuff, they don't have no kids, no wife, 
that yeah. they got to stress about, that they may have to go back home due to emergency when you're in a situation that may be worse. But, yeah. you know, they got they got priorities back home, you know. So I'm like, yo, this is the person that you want. These are the type of, this is the type of bodyguard you want. You want these young guys. But, you know, there, there's always pros and cons of that, you know. That, you know, yeah. But it is, you know, some, you know, they may not, they may be wet behind the ears a little bit, but... You know, they may make some mistakes during the path because that's, that's gonna, the process of learning, that's man. The process. You know? So that comes with the yeah. What would you say? So then I I guess because for me it was like my life was just moving fast. Like I was gone three weeks a month and mm-hmm. I got engaged. And then, you know, my girl knew what I was doing when we met and she never was like, You need to be home, baby. Like it wasn't one of those like I quit because my girl was pressuring me. It was just I it yeah. sounds like I was more like you. I just looked around, and I saw the board and I was like I'll need to be out here doing this one, two, I, this relationship and everything I have, it's time for a new season, you know, based on the stressors in my life and the things that are important to me, it's time for me to do a new season. And so what I did was kind of, kind of exactly what you did. I, I had my client that like, you know, was like my, raised me in the game. Like, yeah, I mean the dude, I had my client that like gave me the shot that I held on to. And then, you know, I had to tell him like, Hey, you know, sir, I don't think I'm going to be able to travel anymore. You know, just because my life, the direction of my life, I can still hold you down in California, you know. And then I started working the Cali circuit, which was just like three, four different boutique companies. I mean, actually more like five, six boutique companies. And I was like contract chasing the pager, stuff like that. Um, and that's how I, I made that same transition. And, and then now, you know, it's way more stable because I'm in a certain different area of the game, you know, running my own business, not needed to be at work with clients specific clients that travel like heavy like that and it's worked out by the grace of god um so that's kind of how i dealt with the same thing man and that you know i just want i want to make sure everyone understands that and that build and exit strategy from the beginning start thinking like hey maybe i should save up some of this money and invest in some real estate while i'm doing this maybe i should you know like invest in you know building another type of business you know it's okay to have dreams outside of ep you know like even for me, you know, like executive protection lifestyle. What is that? That's a means for me to give back, contribute to the industry. But that's a means for my freedom. That's a means for my my future. You know what I mean? That's a legacy. You know what I mean? Uh, and so there's nothing wrong with being like executive protection as a stepping stone to get me to where I'm going to live a grander life. Because the, the longevity in this game is like, yeah, you can do it up until you're old. But like, you really got to make that decision if it's right for you or not, you know, and I don't think it's going to be right for the majority of people. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm glad we're talking about these things, man. You know, once you get the glory, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to have some of it left? You know what I mean? Cause making all this money, something I've learned that's that, that this, take this to the bank, y'all. It ain't about how much money you make in pimp. It's about how much money you can save, invest and leverage. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you know, I've made a lot of money and I have, not as much to show for it as I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's the thing too, man. You know, uh, you know, I tell a lot of these people, like, you know, you're going to be consuming a lot of money, a lot of money in this game. But, you know, due to the places Get that ahead. you're at at the time, you know, mm-hmm. if you're, you're with a client and you're in Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. you're going to be seeing yourself spending that type of money in Beverly Hills. You're going to be, you're going to be, you know, they're not going to, it's not going to be a McDonald's down the street. No, there's going to be nothing but these high end restaurants that you're going to have to accommodate. You're going to have to buy this. You're going to have to buy whatever's bought Mm -hmm. there. If your client is not paying for it at that moment. And me, Mm -hmm. I eat all day. 
You know, my plan was like, you know, I, you know, you can get your, you know, you know, your your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, man. But I'm, you listen, what about the in betweens and all that? So, yeah. But uh, that's one thing that I noticed. I'm like, yo, you're always gonna be in high end places. You're not gonna be around somewhere you can grab something quick to eat. You're not buying groceries. Mm-hmm. That's more cheaper for you to kind of last food. No, you're constantly paying for food all day long, and that's just. Then you find yourself, you know, you know, you got to keep up with yourself. You know, you're, you're buying clothes and mm-hmm. you're constantly moving. You're always out buying stuff. That's no, the thing I no. want to tell people. You're, you're constantly just spending mm-hmm. money over and over and over, man. And that's that's uh, when you got it, you know, you when you got it, you got it, man. Okay, but you got to yeah. in the back of your mind, man, you know, pay yourself. Learn to pay yourself first. You got to pay the government and mm-hmm. then you got to learn to pay yourself. Otherwise. When you fall, not hopefully you don't fall from glory, but when <clears throat> this thing's over, yeah, I hope you got something to show for it. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what I want yeah, yeah, yeah. to think about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I don't so- want to hear about the glory days and you, you ain't got nothing to show for afterwards. It's like, you know, man. That, you know. Yeah, don't fail yourself. Don't fail your family on that financial piece because financial intelligence, yo, that's a, that's kind of like the biggest game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a big yeah, game. It is you know, actually. Um, is, so, yeah, man, I'm glad. I'm glad we touched on a lot of that stuff, man. Build an exit strategy. Make sure you have have a strategy to have something when the dust settles on this game. Uh, don't think you're gonna be doing this forever. The glory doesn't last forever. Understand the seasons, you know. Um, uh, and then and then find out what else you're passionate about and invest. And if, if you're me, my advice: invest in that while you're in the game. Yeah, you know I mean, because the whole time I'm doing, e- I was doing EP, I was online trying to build this social media thing, trying to figure out what my next move was going to be, how I was going to set it up. I've been building a Frankenstein the whole time I've been in the EP game, which has now put me in a position to understand what I need to understand about what building what this brand is going to be and a number of other things and this protector symposium I got coming up. It's like all that came from these entrepreneurial endeavors that I tried and failed at while I was in, while I had the stability of having an executive protection career, you know, so that, you know, and, and so that way, when you do need to switch gears uh, or organically and, and, and appropriately, because it's going to happen eventually, uh, you have something else to fall back on that's there that hopefully, because the thing about passion, it's like, oh man, what's his name, man? He's a, he's a psychologist and he's been, he's been on the circuit talking about some amazing things lately. His name will come to me, but you know, he talks about how pursuing what you, uh, what you pursuing fun and what you like is like a privilege, but pursuing what you find meaningful that's a moral obligation in life. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and so knowing what that is and working on that stuff on the side while you're doing the EP, it just puts you in a completely different position for the transition because the transition is going to be, it's going to be scary. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, man. Because you've got to find out what you're made of again and you've got to rebuild yourself again. You know what I'm saying? And man, and that is the hardest part to face, especially when you're at an age, when you're at an age in your thirties, it's just hard to. Cause you got stuff on the table, it. but you can't mess yeah. up. You, 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 you ain't got time to you be got responsibility now. Yeah, 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 man. You know, you got to make it work. You know, by any means, and that's why you know that's why I'm at a point now where, even though I'm still building this this brand and fitness, mm. um. I haven't really thought of the name well as right now, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's called Fane's Fitness, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to work on something a little bit more different because everybody's saying 
the last, their name and then fitness at the end. So I'm working on that. I got someone working on my logo, mm-hmm. this new logo that I'm working on. Um, but as, like I told you, as I'm working on that while that's brewing, um, still in the, you know, still in, you know, slightly in the, you have in, that in stability the from your prior career. Yeah, exactly. So I'm still have like a few clients that's out there that ask for, you know, that request me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have that stability of this, um, this supervisor position over here at this uh, over on South Beach. Outstanding. That, uh, you know, that looks good up under the, t- you know, it looks good on paper and stuff too as well because mm-hmm. it's a pretty high end club. But, mm-hmm. um, um, that's the things I'm working on, man. Yeah, and I'm happy, man. And I'm happy, man. That's, that's the main thing. thing. That's it. I'm happy, man. And that, and that's what people are afraid of. They 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 don't want. They feel like you have to be in that that position, that limelight, to be mm-hmm. happy, man. Listen, man. I'm I'm a down to earth person, man. Mm-hmm. And I was clearly unhappy, man. Yeah. And I'm happy to be home. Come home at the right time. You know, I, I you know, I miss so much time of of taking my kids to school. I I still get off of work five in the morning. I still wake up at six thirty. Yeah. When I get home and take them to school and tell my my fiance, no, no, I'll take them to school because there's so much time that I miss that I mm-hmm. want to enjoy them. I want to watch them come walk mm-hmm. to school. I want to watch them come home after uh, study hall or whatever, something mm-hmm. like that. You know when they're done with school you know, i'm enjoying everything saturdays we have we have soccer games you know i, I, I enrolled them into soccer and stuff mm-hmm. like that you know so i'm there with the with the with the uh what, I don't know what they call it the canopy thing that thing that you put over your head the the tent yeah you know with my with my my cooler and you know yeah. just like the, yeah. the, the 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 regular dad and family you know watching the game and stuff man i just have to be there yeah man i, I would so choose that any day and being way out there and in, in, in clubs in fucking Dubai or in right. you know Australia, yeah, it was a great experience, great experience that I will never forget. You know, but like I said, there's always a season, there's always a transition that mm-hmm. you know you got to go to the next part of your life. So this is a new chapter of my life, man. man and this chapter is, is so far is turning it's turning out very well. Outstanding, out great, great. So for the listeners. Y'all, what what I hear in this conversation and something I want you to understand, something I think Fane's also speaking on is you don't need the glory to be happy. You know what I'm saying? You don't need the glory to be happy. You don't need to fear the end of the ride either. You know what I'm saying? Um, You really need to find those things that matter to you and and don't forget about them so long that they're gone when the glory goes away. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? There you go. That's it. it. And it's a beautiful thing to be a man that's able to be happy with less even. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's like that worry that returns home, you know? It's like, man, I'm just happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah, man. I'm telling you, man. It's, the sky, it's, just, it's brighter outside right now. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, just waking up, you know, waking up and just hearing my kids, man. It was just yeah. everything, man. Everything changed. You know, it, it, everything just changed for the better. Everything changed so, for the better. Me and my girl got into a house. You know, it's just mm-hmm. great, man. That's beautiful. So what is the mission of Fane Fitness? Just for people to understand what that brand is going to be about. Um, or are you still kind you of know, working it out? I'm still working on it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not aiming so much on like, you know, oh, look at me. I'm ripped. I'm this and that. You mm-hmm. know, I have a good physique. Yo, I do have definition and stuff too, but I want to touch like a different angle. Yeah. I don't want to do the same old angle that everybody's doing. I, you know, I'm more into like, you know, the power lifting, lifting the heavy weight and stuff like that, doing stuff that nobody knows that, damn, this, I didn't know this dude was this big, he can do this. And it's more than just the weight. Cause, I mean, cause I'm going to... You can't fake that. I mean, you can't yeah, just pretty... Yeah, can't pretty your way out of that. 
And this is this one guy on social media that you know, I follow. He's in fitness, but the thing about him, like, you know, he, yeah, he's doing the typical thing, like, okay, yeah, I'm listening four or five and all this stuff like that. But he'll do something crazy, like, he'll, he'll grab the dumbbells, I don't know how, maybe 30 pound dumbbells, and he'll do a, a freaking backflip with the damn dumbbells in his hand. Stuff like that. <laughs> you know, yeah. extreme. Nothing too extreme that I'm going to get myself killed. But yeah. uh, something that's like very, like, very unique, like, okay, damn. Damn, Kevin just dunked this ball. He's six foot one, but he's two hundred seventy pounds. How the hell did he dunk this ten foot goal? You know, yeah. something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's the angle that I'm trying to do. I just don't want to do that. Just that simple. Oh no, this is your abs workouts. No, 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 no. These are your bicep workouts. And yeah, like, yeah. here's your shoulder workout. <laughs> no, man, I'm, a, I'm an athlete, man. So I'm gonna okay. always do something that's gonna push me, you know, to the extreme. And that's just how I live, yeah, man. Athletic. So yeah, you know. Getting yeah, after it. Okay, I like that, man. Now that's what's up. And then our last two questions we always ask. Um, do you have a favorite quote, mantra, any saying or anything like that? There's a quote my mom always used to tell me was uh, okay. this was ever since I was young, and I'm pretty sure you it's pretty it's pretty basic. Everybody knows it, but I remember my mom when I used to wake up in the morning, she used to tell me this. Um I used to have to say this like three times every morning. Man, my mom's very religious. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, she would when I would get up, she was always tell me, um, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Mm-hmm. And that would, and I still say that to this day, man. Yeah. I still say that to this day. I wake yeah. up and I teach my kids to say the same thing. You know, you wake up and you wake up motivated. You can do yeah. anything that you want. You can be anything that you want to be if you put your mind to it and mm-hmm. you believe in the Christ of God that you can, you can reach that. You know, I can do anything through Christ that strengthens me. Yeah. Both that every single day, three times, yeah. every morning. And look at the fruit. You know, you're strong as heck. You've done a lot of things. Yeah, and that's for me, for yeah. me too, bro. Like, man, like saying that, I remember boot camp all the way up through even the Marine I mean, all the way up through Iraq. Like, my whole life, my life ain't that hard anymore. You know what I mean? But, like, even when I'm in the gym, like, and I get under some weight, I always say, Father, I thank you for the strength. I thank you for this. I thank you that you give me the strength. You go. Yeah, I mean, because I'm just trying to be a good steward with what I've been given. That's all I'm trying to be. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like there's a fat version of Byron chasing me that trying to catch me every day. You know what I mean, like, I got to get this weight. I'm trying to be a good yeah. steward. I want him to look and yeah. say, well done, you know? So yeah. I always thank him for what I've been given. Like, Father, thanks for giving this to me. Give me an opportunity to try to make you know, do as far as I can with what you've given me. So yeah, Father, it's kind of the same along the same lines. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And that, you know, that has also been something that's been real to me. That's a real good one, man. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Yeah. And man. uh do you have any like daily or life rituals or habits that you think make you a better person or that you, you know, would like to pass uh, on to folks or better protect your uh, father, anything? I think working out on a uh, daily basis because I work out five to six days after week not mm-hmm. intense workouts but like you know moderate um, I think yeah I think that keeps me at a level I notice that when I don't work when I miss workouts maybe like two three days in a row I start to find myself out of place I start to mm-hmm. get a little frustrated mm-hmm. um, and I think due to the fact that I, I'm like that is because I know at one point in my life um, and this is before I, you know, I, you know I met my girl and you know my kids and everything like that. I came through like a one a real stressful time of my life. I think this was after I left law enforcement and I was basically lost. I didn't know the transition. I didn't know that other transition. Um, the job that I had got, you know, it, when you 
down phase like that at that point, you know, not making any money. You know, I was living paycheck to paycheck, struggling, borderline homeless at one point. You know, I was life cut on it. And I cut, you know, this was like at a point I was like in my early 20s. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that kept me sane, that kept me pushing through was I was continuing to go to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. All that stress would just go away. Once I would lift, get all that stuff on my system, go in a sauna and just recollect my thoughts, mm-hmm. um, I would feel better. When that stuff started to build up again from all that stress and, and, and pain or whatever that I felt, I would go to the gym again. Well, it didn't matter what time it was. Mm-hmm. It could be three o'clock in the morning. Boom, I would get up. Come on, let's go to let's go to the gym. Let me let me let me burn that's this stress. And you know, and that's why people, you know, I've had people come at me like, Man, you work out too much, man. Why are you always in the gym? I'm like, yo, you don't understand. The gym is a part of my life. You're like mm-hmm. this gym working out has got me through certain points in my life where people would have cracked or they would have lost it, you know? And that's the part that kept me sane, you know? Yeah, that iron therapy, bro. It is real and it builds you. Everyone's like, oh, you just like to be in the gym because you're you're shallow or like you're all based on your body. Like, this is not Mm. about my body. This is, it is about my body, but it's also about spirit. Yeah, I mean, learning about my will, you know, my spirit, my soul, my mind, my mind, will, and emotions. I'm in here trying to kill weaker versions of myself and unlock more potential on a daily basis. That doesn't happen for me doing some reps. This is me facing myself psychologically, putting myself on the altar of progress and then subjecting myself to pain until I unlock a higher version of myself. This is a spiritual, mental, emotional stress inoculation session. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like to the layman, the outside onlooker, Y'all are just seeing some guy that likes to go to the gym. I want you all to know this is a way of life that improves you. I, I think even all self-confidence even starts from knowing what you can do. And the gym exactly. is find that out. Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? 45 pounds, thing, always 45 pounds. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and the crazy thing is that uh, when I was at my lowest point in life, the time that we were just speaking about, mm-hmm. that's when I was at my strongest. Yes. My strength was at, like, I don't know, it's felt like my body prepared myself for that time of my life. It's it made me stronger mentally, mm-hmm. definitely made me stronger physically. And, and I still, to the point that I'm settled at a point in my life where everything is good, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have no worries, anything like that. I'm still not as strong as I was when I was going through when that struggle. That's the what, belly man, of the was, beast, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I don't know what core that was coming out, but I was at my strongest peak of my life. Like, yeah. I, I was pushing yeah. myself so hard. But yeah, man, like I said, the, the gym is, is something that, uh, that's very, it's very, very special to me. It's put me through some mm-hmm. high and low points in my life. So, yeah. yeah, man. So if y'all are watching and you're like, you know, you need, you're looking for that edge, that eye of the tiger, I think that's what you were just talking about, bro. You know, when you're yeah. in the belly of the beast, man, and I'm, I I know what you're talking about, man, and you ain't got nothing and you just got to get in there. It's you and God and exactly. some weights. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. And you find yourself. You find yourself. <laughs> You know, a yeah, version you of you that needs to be there for that period of time, man. That's so good. So, yeah, y'all, take notes on that, man. So, okay, so these days, Fame Fitness is the new direction. Uh, and where can the people find you? You know, IG handles, websites, anything like that, or any social media handles? Yeah, right now, everything is, is set up on social media, which is on um, the Instagram. Um, right now, I have uh, someone working on my, my website as we speak. And also my um my logo, 
Um, I'm going to be uploading a uh, YouTube channel. I should have did it like a month ago, but I'm trying to make sure I have all the proper content. I don't want to just open up a YouTube channel with no videos, nothing. So I'm trying to start a series of, um, of videos on the IGTV first. Mm-hmm. So I can have like a, a certain set amount. So when Thank I op- upload the yeah, so I can upload the YouTube, and then I can just throw a whole series of uh of, of videos on there, you know, as a start, and then weekly start uploading a video every week um on um YouTube and also on social uh, on IG as well. So Instagram is up. There will mm-hmm. be a YouTube channel coming, and there's going to be a website coming. Uh, so stay locked in with Fane on his IG, which that handle is what? Your Instagram handle? Oh, Mr. Fane 3. Mr. Fane 3. Mr. Mr. Fane 3. Yo, my man, put 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 that on the on the on the screen when we say when we say that. My editors will put that on there. Okay, Mr. Fane 3. That's what's up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Fane, man. It's been an honor and a privilege. You talk about some yeah. real, you talk about some real EP games. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, I really enjoyed this, man. I really enjoyed this. Um, personally, I know I got a little bit of work to do as far as the, uh, the talking on the interview and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but learning this more and more is, is really good. It's really good, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you reaching out and uh, giving me this opportunity. Absolutely. And I know, uh, hey, once once this gets uploaded and I'm, you know, you allow me to post this on uh, IGTV, yeah, bro, it's a lot of people gonna. <laughs> There's going to be some guys reaching out for you that's going to probably try to set one up with you. I'm not going to be okay. surprised. Good. Good, good, man. I'm always open to guests. I'm always looking for folks to come through uh, and 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 kind of contribute to this EP game, man. I, what I love about this is it's a real look because yeah, there's a cost. Man. There's a cost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, Absolutely. you know, for a while, it's a pleasure to pay it. But you got to know when to throw your cards down. You got to know when to fold before the game folds you and you've done that. And I really, I really uh, respect and value that. And I think it's something that dudes would do good to think about from the beginning. You know, if you can start or at least have a seed in your mind of it, you know, so when you start seeing it's real, it's like, Oh snap, you know, you can be in the right place. So there you go. uh, Thanks so much for coming on, bro. It's an honor, man. I look forward to it. Thank you for everything. For sure. No, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. Heck yeah. All right. And if you haven't already, get your tickets for the Protector Symposium. The first annual Protector Symposium is taking place in Riverside, California, November 15th and 16th. We've got an all-star lineup of seriously elite trainers. Yosef Badu, Ed Caldrone, and Mike Pannone are all going to be there teaching and instructing us on Well, our common goal, how to make good people more dangerous. So no matter what your background is, you're going to learn skills around the one unifying principle of protection. Get your tickets. Uh, Spots are going quickly. And remember, you're going to get over $100 worth of value back in different things that you're going to get from our sponsors with your purchase of a ticket. Check the website out, Byron Rogers Motivation, for ticket information and to learn more. Out. Boom, and to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what 
helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it. $1 a month, $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. Whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there. And it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's Byron Rogers Motivation. Com, and I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.